so we, we've drawn attention from everywhere. We have we have a good strategy. We have a strategy. I mean, a defined strategy and using all the tools um, available. We had a community um, in um, April 2018 walk 95 yeah. kilometers in six days, bringing uh-huh. water, clean water from the forest to the yeah. presidency, so to the seat <laughs> of government, and say, "This is our clean water. This is what we drink now. You cannot take this away from from us." Welcome to the Renew Our World podcast. Renew Our World is a global movement of Christians who believe that since we are truly image bearers of God, we should act like it, living out love for one another in actions and in truth. Since we are image bearers of God, we won't stand by while our neighbors are trapped in poverty and we won't stay idle as creation is left untended and inequality is left to fester. In this podcast, we're going to go on a journey together of discovering a theology of creation care. We'll be discussing the latest in climate news, chatting with industry leaders, theologians and practitioners and hearing from some of our incredible partners who are working on the ground. Join us this season as we learn about creation care and what we can do in our own lives to play part in a much bigger restorative story. So hey guys, it's David here uh, from Renewal World. Really excited to be with you on our latest uh, new podcast episode. And I'm really excited today to be chatting to uh, some renewal partners uh, in in Ghana. So some of you might know that uh, a Russia International are part of Renewal World. And so today we're going to be talking to Seth, who heads up a Russia Ghana. And particularly we're going to be talking a bit about the the Atua Forest. And there's lots of really interesting things going on there. Uh, so Seth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, David. Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm looking forward to our to our chat today. It sounds like you guys are doing some really interesting things, so I think uh, should be should be a good one. I'm also looking forward to it. Nice. So, Seth, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and and what do you do? Okay, so my name is Seth Apiakubi, um, and I work as a national director with Arusha Ghana. Um, I mean, I find myself in conservation and I've been doing this for the last 10 years, even though my background is in finance. Um, yeah. And that's interesting. Um, so I've been working with Arusha Ghana on all the conservation issues that we work with in Ghana, from the northern part of Ghana to the southern part of Ghana. That's really interesting. What, what made you switch from, from finance to conservation? Well, yes, I, yeah, there was a switch was gradual. I think my passion in conservation, which actually just started with questions about why the church was not doing much in talking about creation care in the church, actually drifted gradually into rather working in it. And I combined, I've worked as a banker and I've taught um, in finance in the university. So gradually switched. And uh, by the time I realized I'm doing, I'm doing this uh, full time. Nice. Well, well done for making that switch. And can you, can you tell us a little bit more? You've mentioned there that Arusha Ghana does conservation work. Uh, yeah, could you tell us a bit more about that? Okay, so um, Arusha Ghana um, works um, in, in the area of um, underground conservation intervention. We do a lot of conservation education, and at the moment we do actual campaigns. We do we do we do campaigns 
Um, so we've upped our advocacy to uh, to full campaign, which I will talk I'll talk about. So we work with the youth, we work with schools, and um, both first cycle, second cycle, and third cycle. We have we have Arusha clubs in second cycle institutions, and also Arusha uh, clubs in the universities. And um, we work um, in four areas in Ghana that. Uh, Put them together, they, they uh, uh, straddles the whole country. So in the north, we work around the biggest national park um, with communities around the national park to help protect uh, the national park and also put their land under conservation. Um, in the mid part of Ghana, we work around the biggest natural lake, Lake Bosumche. It's a metrolite lake, one of the first in the world. Um, and we work with communities there about the lake. The lake is a biosphere reserve. We worked with UNESCO around 2014 uh, to designate it as a biosphere reserve in 2015. And we work with the communities there. And then we uh, work uh, with fisher folks on the coast on mangroves and uh, fisheries and turtles protection around the coast. And then we work on the Atiwa forest uh, protection also. Nice, nice. So it sounds like a lot of different things. Uh, yeah. And also really encouraging to hear that you're mobilizing young people for creation care and these kind of things. Uh, it feels like feels like there's a lot of that work springing up around, around the world today as, as young people and young Christians are starting to really understand their mandate as Christians to for creation care. Yeah, it's really interesting. I was, I was wondering specifically, could you tell us a little bit more about the, the Atua Forest? Right, so the Atua forest is a, it's a unique uh, forest. I mean, all forests are important, but Atua in the vegetation of Ghana is uh, unique. Uh, to begin with, it's a, a remnant of the Upper Guinean uh, forest, which used to um, come all the way from um, uh, Guinea in West Africa uh, through the belts to Ghana, to Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, but over time, uh, it's all been gone, it's gone. Actually, we have a remnant of about 5% remaining and Atiwa forest is a bit of it. So now it's, there are pockets of them and Atiwa forest is uh, mm -hmm. one of them. It's a, a mountain forest, so an elevation of about 800 meters. And that also gives it uniqueness and the biodiversity that it preserves. Uh, but Atiwa is not only rich in biodiversity, we'll have time to talk about some of them, but it's also a water tower. So mm. it's a watershed. So it's the source of um, water for three major rivers in Ghana. The wow. Yinsu River, the Dream River, and then the um, Dinsu River. And yeah. the Dinsu served the, you know, the population of, of the capital, Accra. And then there are about hundreds of tributaries. In fact, together, they provide water for 5 million Ghanaians. Wow. And if you consider the fact that we are about 30 million, our last census it was 25 million. Uh, we have a census this year, so we estimated to be 30 million. It means that it's a chunk of the percentage of uh, Ghanaians that yeah. take water from Atiwa. That alone should, should make it... Um, a sacred place, if I, I yeah, should put it absolutely. Uh, that, yeah. uh, that way. But it also has unique climate, you know, that support agriculture. You know, Ghana makes cocoa. Uh, Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire together make 60% of cocoa. The 
main ingredient for chocolate. Yeah. Uh, so there's a unique climate, but also uh, because it's an intact for, you know, mainly, you know, largely intact, it's, some areas have suffered, uh, you know, degrading in the past. Um, it also uh, play a key role in climate change. Mm. Uh, so it's 33% it's, uh, of the forests left in the region, the eastern region of Ghana. Um, so it's, it's a very important. When it comes to biodiversity, um, there are uh, unique, both flora and fauna, endemic species in, in Atiwa. So yeah. there are uh, butterfly species. In fact, Atiwa holds um, 70% of the butterfly stock in Ghana. You know, so oh, wow. yeah, that's right. And there are, the Atiwa dotted uh, butterfly is, uh, is endemic to it. There are frog species that are endemic uh, to, um, to, uh, to Atiwa. In fact, there's a work being carried out by Arusha International, Arusha Ghana, and, and the uh, Forest Service Institute of Ghana, which is going to confirm some other species that are known to be, uh, to be, uh, you know, to be extinct everywhere. So endemic in Atiwa, yeah. that would yeah. be, uh, be confirmed. So um, Atiwa, um, it's, a, it's really a hotspot of biodiversity. That's really interesting. I, I love that sort of mix of how the forest is, you know, really a life source for, for so many people in terms of it's, it's the water that you've mentioned. And also it sounds like it's basically a life force uh, or, you know, a source of life for, for, for nature in terms of biodiversity. It's interesting that those two are so interconnected. Um, and maybe, maybe as we move more and more to, you know, city living, urban living, you know, we're sort of missing that sort of, um, sometimes maybe we lose that connection a little bit that we don't realize that that's, they're all so interconnected. Um, I was going to ask you a little bit more about the flora and fauna, but I think you've already, you've already outlined it there. But so I wonder, so again, you know, I've just touched on there about how humans and, and sort of our interaction, but yeah, what's, what's the human impact on the forest at the moment in terms of, um, I think you mentioned uh, sort of natural resources and that kind of stuff. Is well, yeah. What's 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 happening there? All right. Okay. So um, Atiwa, I mean, it's it's rich in many sense. So yeah, beneath beneath the forest is also uh, deposits of uh, bauxite and uh, and some gold to some extent. Yeah. Um. So. You know, in 2015, Arusha with other um, international partners did a study, you know, you know, economics of Atiwa, which was um, uh, biodiversity, economics of, um, eco, uh, you know, ecosystem and biodiversity study of Atiwa so that, you know, I know that you can never price nature, you know, but to yeah. look at the categories of uh, the things that are there, but especially the, the mineral is what we wanted to, you know, put a price on it and say it, it's not worth, you know, what, you know, the ecosystem services that um, it's, um, it provides. Yeah. So because of, you know, this, Atiwa has been a target for successive governments of Ghana. Yeah. So even before the, you know, I talk about government, um, because of the gold, the peripheral, the peripherals which are not protected, you see, um, small-scale gold mining, illegal and legal around that. And mm. Sometimes they make incursions into the, into the forest, you yeah. know, and then they are weathered off. Um, 
also sometimes we have encroachment in terms of farming um, mm -hmm. in that uh, we, we've conducted a study before uh, for um, the uh, Forestry Commission, um, the technical arm, uh, to look at um, both legal and illegal farming, you know, we call them admitted farming. And there were some number of cocoa farms, you know, that are situated uh, yeah. you know, there. So those, but, uh, you know, they are, you know, compared to the size of the area, um, they are, you know, um, minimal. Yeah. But I think the main threat is the mineral, um, you know, the, the, the mining. And the seriousness of it is that if it is the government itself that want to mine, then you are against, you know, a bigger force because the government yeah. thinks that everywhere is mine and I can do whatever I want. I think that is what we, we think it shouldn't be the case, like a place yeah. like Atua. So the biggest threat now is government's um, plan uh, to mine uh, bauxite in Atua. Bauxite mining is such that uh, the, the forest will be removed and the soil scooped. So there will be no yeah. Atua forest after, after the uh, bauxite mining. We have other bauxite uh, mining sites in Ghana. And, you know, yeah, we, so we know how it's going to, to be done. Right. Uh, so that, yeah. that's the biggest threat. Um, yes. Yeah. That's quite sad. It, it kind of, I know it's somewhat different to what we see in Brazil around deforestation, but I guess similar along the, along the lines of this natural resources being taken away and depleted in order to, to boost the profits of, of companies and boost the profits of sort of, you know, government interaction there as well, which is, which is yeah, it's quite sad. We've got, we've got a lot of work to do to try and, um, try and change that. So no, we do. We, we do. We, we've actually given government an alternative that looking yeah. at the place we could, um, we, sh we could turn it into a national park and develop the tourism infrastructures around there. Right. And we will still make money. Also, yeah. and, and have the forest at the same time. Yeah. Which sort of brings me on to that sort of ne the next question, which is, so you've mentioned it there in terms of mining. So what sort of work does Irashigana do then to try and protect the forest? What are your sort of, and you've already touched on it briefly in terms of, you know, talking to the government and giving them different ideas. But yeah, I wonder if you could outline that a bit more even. Okay, so our um, interaction with Atiwa Forest um, started in, in 2011, 2012. So it dates uh, back a bit. Uh, where we heard that Atua had been given out for mining. At that time, it was um, a Chinese mine, a Dimentco. Um, so yes, we, you know, I remember we went to see the Forestry Commission uh, with a delegation, a racial delegation, and said, no, we, and he said, no, sorry, um, if you came a bit earlier, uh, the place has been given out for mining. And we came out and we thought that uh, no, we, it, it would really be a huge reputational damage on our, you know, on what, you know, on our, what we profess to be, you yeah. know, if we let a place like this gone, it's not gone yet, it's been given out, but not gone yet. So we just decided that we would go to the community and then just reason with the community people and say, no, you can do something about this. And yeah. that's exactly what we did. Um, and we did that for about two years, um, uh, through the campaign and through the advocacy at that time, it wasn't even a huge campaign. We got the uh, prospecting license canceled. Um, and that is where we worked. Um, we had a, 
in a big two two day stakeholder meeting, and then we got government then convinced to make Atiwa a national park, and then we worked on that to 2016, and then there was a change of government. A new government came in 2017 and want to mine now go and go back to the mining, and since then we've raised a campaign. Um, so we've worked with local communities. Um, we took them to uh, bauxite mining sites in the, on yeah. the other side of Ghana. They saw what it is because there was a lot of promise by government that this is going to give them jobs. This is going to bring them economic benefit. They would, their lives would be transformed. And we know this is, this is not the case. We know where mining has been all around the world and they are yeah. not you know, good stories. You know, so uh, the communities came along, uh, you know, they put themselves together into pressure groups. Um, you know, we worked, um, you know, with international partners, uh, kind of drawing attention to, uh, to every, everyone. So in Ghana, we work with the schools, we mobilize the civil society front to do a march to parliament. Um, you know, we make presentations to uh, parliamentary, various parliamentary select committees and, and uh, you know, all that we have appealed to institutions. Um, so we, we got um, IUCN, um, Director General written to our president, um, you know, warning on, on that or to, to take caution. We've got uh, U.O. Wilson, uh, you know, to, to write to our president. And some of the KBA, um, you know, key biodiversity area uh, groups like WWF, uh, Bed Life, we've got about eight of them, um, including Arusha International, uh, to write, um, you know, to our to our president. And so we we've drawn attention from everywhere. We have we have a good we have a strategy. I mean, a defined strategy and using all the tools um, available. We had the community um, in. Um, April 2018, walk 95 yeah. kilometers in six days, uh -huh. bringing water, clean water from the forest to the yeah. presidency, so to the seat <laughs> of government, and say, this is our clean water. This is what we drink now. You cannot take this away from, from us. Yeah. And that was very um, impactful. We worked with musicians uh, to come out with various songs. We, we, you know, we worked with, with school children. And, and campaign is still on. Um, yeah. At the moment, uh, because we were not having um, a change of mind from government, because this time is the Chinese government. That is, you know, so the government has taken money from the Chinese to provide infrastructure, and then they are in turn going to uh, mine the uh, forest. Uh, because we're not making headway in terms of government decision, we've actually taken government to court. Yeah. Um, so we, we filed, um, a legal action, um, you know, which, you know, so we've, we're taking the matter to, to court. Our constitution um, guarantees the uh, right to clean environment. Yeah. Um, so I think we can invoke uh, that. Um, and also the various uh, protocols that our government has, has signed, signed up to, you know, the, climate, the Paris Climate Accord and yeah. the various... Um, protocols, you know, they have an obligation. Um, our president is a co-chair a co of the, as an advocate for the SDGs. I yeah. mean, this is, this is really, um, 
not cool, isn't it? If you advocate yeah. for SDGs and then you, you tend to destroy such a place, you know. In fact, Atiwa uh, count a lot in our contribution to the NDCs, the nationally determined contributions uh, yeah. to the climate accord, Ghana's uh, uh, portion. You know, so if you're going to take this away, then it's really contradictory. Um, yeah. You know, so um, we, you know, so we, we really machine all, um, you know, all forces. Um, we filed a motion um, at the IUCN Congress, you know, the big Congress that was supposed to have taken place in June, but has been postponed to um, January in, in, in Marseille, France. Uh, we, we, we tended in a motion that has been accepted, motion one, uh, 103. Everyone can have a look at it. Um, you know, bringing this to the broader, um, you know, the conservation, environmental, uh, you know, community, that this is what our government uh, intends to do um, against all good advice. Um, you know, government wants to just get some party money now, um, you know, to sacrifice. Uh, this important uh, place. So the campaign is every day, is every second, is every moment. Um, we're drawing a lot more attention to it. We've not got a decision yet, but we, we know we would we will get we will get there. Um, we have the court yeah. case. We believe in our court, and hopefully um, we get a decision. But even beyond that, we will not we will not give up. That's really that's really really interesting. It's in, it's incredible to hear the the stories of what's been what's been happening. Um, yeah, just I love that um, you're able to join the dots between you know the Paris Accord, the the SDGs, and actually that 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 has to start changing how governments interact with their with resources and with, and with people. And I just wonder, just just as we as we start to bring this conversation to a close, so what what sort of things can people be doing um, either in Ghana or even outside of Ghana to really support that work? Is there is there actions that you are taking? And I, you know, I loved hearing about bringing that water to the, the government buildings. Those sort of advocacy actions are really powerful and they're almost like prophetic statements, right? Um, as, as, as people of faith. And I wonder, yeah, what sort of action uh, would you like people to take to support you guys in what you're doing? And um, yeah, inside okay. and outside uh, of Ghana. Yeah, that's right. No, and, and that's kind uh, of you. Yes, we, we would want, uh, first and foremost, we are people of faith. Um, it, it's, it's because we believe in Jesus Christ and, uh, and God's creation, you know, and how God admires his creation and how important it is to, yeah. to him. That's why we, we're doing this. So, you know, we would want our, you know, the communities to pray, to pray with us. Um, you know, for God to continue to touch the heart of our government, uh, first and foremost. Uh, and then we would want, with that your story, go to our website, um, you know, uh, if you type in Arusha Ghana or Atiwa campaign, yeah. you know, yeah. you read about it, tweet about it. I mean, it was great when we had uh, Don, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio give a tweet on Atiwa. I mean, it oh, was brilliant. in the news. It was in yeah. the news all over Ghana, and yeah. it trended yeah. for you know for for days. And and the authorities know that they hear that they are sensitive to you know the public and even the public outside of Ghana. So tweet, put it on your Facebook, uh, you know, uh, space, you know, do all the social media, you know, once a while just just tweet and 
and they are picked up here. I mean, yesterday night I, I, I saw a video that was shared and it, it came from, um, from Kenya of a story that was done by, I think, Rutgers and uh, the Kenya uh, talk show host has picked on it. And it's yeah. circulating in Ghana and, and, and people are aware that, ooh, the thing is, uh, you know, getting outside, outside the country and they make impact. Uh, yeah. The authority hear those. So we would, we would want um, actions like that. The little that you can do even in your, in your home chair, you know, even when you are sitting on the sofa, um, you know, and on international platforms, uh, please mention Atiwa also. I think we should yeah. not let the government get its way to mind Atiwa. Atiwa is for posterity. The water there, you know, it's, you know, we, and we don't, we are, we don't have uh, water. You know, communities drink directly from the streams, uh, even untreated, and it's good. Um, you know, and they drink, they've drank all along. Bauxite yeah. mining will pollute these rivers, these streams. Yeah. We know it's on the other side that bauxite is being done. And our yeah. government should be sensitive to all this. So we would need the international, international shout out um, on every, every way. Thank God for social media. You can reach everywhere, even from your home and support us with, with these. Fantastic. Well, I think we'll, we're definitely going to see how we can support you as much as possible as that. I think uh, this podcast episode is going out, going out in, in August, so hopefully throughout August we'll have uh, our supporters who are listening to this and are following us on social media. We'll, we'll get people to do some, some posting on, on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram and uh, different places, and we'll, we'll try and uh, raise as much noise as we can to... to to make sure that the the forest is heard um yeah that's brilliant seth i really want to thank you for for joining us uh today it's been really really fascinating to to listen to you i know i'm going to go away and read as much as i can on the forest and although you've got some really great resources on the arashi ghana website i really encourage people to 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 check that out some great blogs some great information there um outlining all the different work that's going on um so yeah yeah and thank definitely you. If you need specific information or anything, just drop me, uh, drop me a line and then uh, we'll send you any you know, specific information, you know, what information you want, or we can direct you to where the information is. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, cheers, Seth. I want to thank you for, for joining us for this podcast episode. And uh, yeah, it's been great to hear from you. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Renew Our World podcast. To learn more about the Renew Our World campaign or to hear about some of the work that our partners are doing, make sure you jump on over to our website at renewourworld.net. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a podcast episode again.